0: This is the Moira Pentecostal Church podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. I am going to preach a message that really is... Message two of a series that I've done, and I felt a real quickened prompt in my spirit to deliver this. And I want to uh, deliver it accurately as as quickly as I can, uh, because I acknowledge that having you out on a Saturday night, that's a great privilege. Thank you so much. Uh, but tomorrow we are going to look at the ministry of the shepherd morning and evening we're looking at the role of the shepherd hallelujah and so i I, you know you get open get home tonight and dig open your bible dig deep read everything you can about the shepherd and come and teach me in the morning hallelujah (laughs) so we're really excited about that but tonight i want to speak about the hidden secret things of god the hidden secret things of God, and uh, in, order, in order to set the the context, as it were, can I just share quickly with you some things that I spoke of in the first message because that 's so so important that you get a bit of a glimpse of where I was, and really um, I spoke from Psalm 139, so that's more reading, homework, hallelujah, homework on a Saturday night, that's great, isn't it, amen, read Psalm 139, because it's how God <coughs> dealt with david god began to peel away uh, the layers in david's heart and mind and reveal so much to himself about god and as god began to move in him penetrating through to the hidden depths of his spirit you will find that david grew in the knowledge of god hallelujah and he discovered many many things about the nature of god And uh, these are just three that are coming up on the screen right now. Firstly, he discovered about the omniscience of God, that the fact that God is all-knowing, amen? You know, before you think a thought, he knows it. Before you speak a word, he knows it. And before you take action, he knows it. He knows you through and through, amen? And then God taught him about his omnipresence that God is everywhere present you can go nowhere to escape from the eye of the father there is no way either in the physical realm or the spiritual realm that you can go to where you can hide from God hallelujah turn to your neighbor and tell him you might as well be totally transparent tonight you can't hide no. hallelujah, hallelujah. And then the omnipotence of God. God is all-powerful. There is no spiritual authority and no human authority that is not subject to the authority of God. Hallelujah. You know, when we're facing all kinds of trials and tribulations, when we're facing enemies, it's good to have written into your spirit and your mind and understanding that God himself is the ultimate sovereign authority. Hallelujah. So, you know, when you hear people say, the devil's been on me back all week, and I'm weighed down with this. We understand the problems and the mountains and the issues are real, but all it takes is a revelation of just how awesome the authority of God is, just how big the, the power and the unction of God truly is that is not only resting upon you, but is also inside you. And the moment that that hits your spirit, then when you face all kinds of obstacles and mountains, they seem an awful lot smaller when you see them through the eyes of God. Hallelujah. When you're looking through your own eyes, it can feel like a mountain. When you're looking through the eyes of God, through the eyes of faith, a mountain becomes a hill. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to enjoy preaching this weekend and I hope you're going to come with me. Amen? Amen. It's great to be in the house of the Lord. And I'm sure that there would be many things if I had the opportunity of sitting with you on a one-to-one basis. There would be many things that you would say right now in this weekend. I want God to intervene in this way in my life. I need God to provide a solution in this particular area. We would all say that we need a move of God in the church like we've never seen in history. We might talk about having lots of people in the church. But I want to tell you there are millions that are not in the church and the size of the congregation is not measured by how many are in but how many are not in and we are nowhere where we need to be but thanks be to God in a single moment God can turn a nation back to himself amen he can he can turn a nation back to himself and so let's allow God to take us beyond our own issues beyond our own mountains and beyond our own desires which can be so often motivated by the selfishness in our own hearts so one of the things that we will certainly encounter is that as we go deeper into the things of God God will come and strip away from our hearts things that need to be handled and dealt with. One of the key things we discover about David is that he learned how to sit and be still in the presence of the Lord. One of the tactics the enemy has these days is to make sure we're all too busy. Turn to your neighbor and say, how busy are you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the fascinating thing is that, you know, as David came in under the presence of God, as the eye of the Lord penetrated through into the inner depth of his being, So there was transparency with nothing hidden. Actually, he began to discover much about himself. Because when we allow God to search us and know our hearts, we discover so much about how we are before him. In his spirit, in his soul, in his mind. Caused him to write... Those amazing words here, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Isn't it interesting that God knows your anxious thoughts? He knows what disturbs you. He knows what concerns you. He knows how your mind thinks and the anxiousness of your spirit. And some of them would say, well, I haven't got any because I'm living in faith. And I think sometimes we need to to be honest with the Lord and say, Lord, right now, this is where I am. This is is what I'm feeling. And this is what I'm living through. And I I need to encounter you so that you break the fear and the control of my heart and mind and lift me to a new place of walking with you. Hallelujah. Isn't that where we need to be? I love the transparency. You know, this was all about David's heart. This was all about... What was going on in david's spirit see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting man if you think there's no offensive way in you look again there will be because in our humanity we live in weakness and god knows our frailty And the danger of living in the realm of faith is that we convince ourselves that the things that are there, aren't there. We're so positive on that side. And I understand that. I understand that. But we're talking about moving into the deeper realms of God here. And there is no way a person can move into the deeper places of God without there being some deep searching. And deep searching brings reactions and responses in the spirit and the heart and the mind. And when we see us, then we understand this is truly all about grace and mercy and not about works and service. Hallelujah. This is about the mercy and the grace of of God so David is growing in the divine knowledge of God this is just the introduction by the way and the growth process in him is as he grows in the knowledge of God then he becomes more knowledgeable of where he's at changed, you know. I live with this nose. (laughs) And my son says, yes, and we knows all about it, Dad. (laughs) Glory to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's okay to laugh in the house of God. Amen. Are you glad? Do you know, I think the disciples, when they rubbed shoulder with Jesus, I think they had so much fun and laughter and joy, with purity, no filth and smut, just the joy of God in their relationships. Hallelujah. So he's growing in relationship, and it's not about information knowledge. It's relational knowledge. It's not about, you know, whether you've got a theological degree. I've discovered something. You could have a real big theological degree at a high level, but there's no transformation. And so we're not dealing with information over this weekend. It's a two-way relationship that David had, and he had to play his part. Amen? Open your Bible with me. I hope you brought your Bible to the house of the Lord. If you haven't, bring it tomorrow, because I don't preach from anything else. And, And open your Bible to Proverbs chapter 2 Proverbs chapter 2 I want to bring an an amazing passage of scripture and it's a key text for us for tonight chapter 2 verse 1 my son if you accept my words and store up my commands within you turning your ear to wisdom And applying your heart to understanding and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you if you search for it as hidden treasure i want to talk about three things tonight firstly there is hidden treasure in you amen there's hidden treasure in you god put it there he knows it's there and he sees it hallelujah turn to your neighbor and say i can see some of that treasure in you Hallelujah. Treasure. Open your Bible again to John chapter 1 uh, and verse 43, because in this chapter we find a man whose heart typifies how our heart should be as we approach God. He has found treasure in a man called Nathanael. And the reason why God sees the treasure is because Nathanael has come under the searching eye of God. Let me read the story for you. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can any good thing come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of God man Christ is looking into the inner being of this man and he sees something beautiful what did he see well there was in Nathaniel a genuine desire to find God he was searching for God to follow God to know God Philip had come had found Nathaniel, said come and see I found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about the prophets Jesus of Nazareth son of Joseph there was a genuine desire in Nathanael because he followed immediately without hesitation he was searching he was hungry I love this man because he just followed and It wasn't because there was an expectation that any good thing could come out of Nazareth because there's nowhere in the Old Testament that says that the Messiah would would come to Nazareth. And so there was something of the light of God seen in Philip that stirred the heart of Nathanael. Hallelujah. That's why the light in you needs to keep shining bright. Because somebody's going to see the treasure in you hallelujah somebody's going to see the move of god in your heart and in your life so i love this because it doesn't matter where we are you know actually this is where nathaniel was situated can any good thing come out of moira i 've upset you haven 't I <laughs> can any good thing can any good thing come out of where you are? Can any good thing come out of where you 're going through? What is it that God needs to do to transform that situation and the circumstances that we find ourselves in because it 's all about what God births where you are isn 't it? Amen I love it because <laughs> There's no pretense in the heart of this man. As he approaches Jesus, Jesus makes a wonderful statement about Nathanael. Here comes a man in whom there is nothing false, in whom there is no guile. Blessed is the man in whose spirit there is no deceit. Now you say, Pastor, well, that's, uh, you know, when Jesus came in, all that left me. Well, keep looking because you'll find that there might be some traces there. (laughs) You know, what you're talking about, Pastor Paul, you see, I even see it in church life at times. For example, if we are not careful, we can move in that same type of spirit, the same spirit of the world. You see, even in church life, if we have pastors and leaders and uh, people functioning in ministry who go into meetings thinking, right, if I say ABC, And react like this, bump, 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 then I think I could get this through. And you say, Pastor, is that really what can happen? I've seen it. And so you see, that is the same spirit of the word. We don't need to have an agenda in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, We don't need a human agenda in church life. You know, we, we, are, we need to strip it away. and We need to hear from God. We need groups of men and women, and I know that's the case in Moira, but, you know, it's right that I deliver this, that groups of men and women who are serving God without a personal gender for self-promotion. When we see the flesh removed, then I believe we'll begin to see a move of the spirit at a level that we've never yet seen. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, don't put your hand on the car. Don't don't touch the car. Don't put the hand of man upon something that God has purposed and anointed. But let the hand of man come off. And as the hand of man comes off, we won't cope with it. Listen, my friend, we will not be able to cope with it because there is something in the human nature that demands control, that needs control. Oh, this is out of hand, we'll say. This is something going wrong here. We need somebody in charge. Who do we need in charge? Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. And so I love it. I love being with groups of men and women, sitting around, seeking God, praying, worshipping, weeping, asking God, interceding. You know, I've just come away from two months of prayer and fasting, my friend, so it's going to be a powerful weekend this weekend. Glory. Woo! And uh, I, I, I just crave for those bonding and the binding of relationship of heart and mind and spirit together where Jesus is in the center of church. Hallelujah. Jesus is is in the center. Not a program, not not a plan, but the Jesus in the center of it all. Hallelujah. We sing it, but is it happening? So I love the, the spirit of this man. Hallelujah no manipulation, no deceit, just God's love, genuine, transparent hearts. And so Nathaniel says, how do you know me? Wow. And here we see the all-knowing of God because Jesus is God. He said, I saw you when you were sitting under the fig tree before Nathaniel called you. Whoa! <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine, but there's more in the statement under the fig tree. It can be a reference to the fact that he's sitting under his own understanding. He's sitting under his own opinion. He's actually sitting in an Old Testament position. Rightly so, because he's in that season. The resurrection hasn't happened yet. The Holy Ghost hasn't been poured out yet. And so he's coming from that background. He's a Jew. He's an Israelite. He's under the fig tree. Can you see that? That's what it is. And then suddenly, he makes this incredible statement about what he is going to see because of how his heart and mind is. Hallelujah. Jesus is reading the inner thoughts of his heart. And he says, well, you believe because I said this or I did this. But Nathaniel's coming deeper now. He's standing with the man who knows every prayer he'll ever pray and every thought he'll ever think face to face with Christ hallelujah what a day that will be and so something happens in the spirit of Nathaniel he's thinking deeper he's a man who can read the cry of my soul but he knows my heart is open knows my longings and then Jesus says you will see greater things you will see heaven open the angels of God ascending and descending revelation hits Nathaniel. now could it be a reference to the fact that he might have been present when Jesus was baptized heaven open The father says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased." But in his background, he would know the connections of vocabulary and immediately he'd be thinking of Jacob, the ladder, and the angels of God ascending and descending. But the connection was even deeper than that because, you see, Jacob was the deceiver. He was the manipulator. He came out of the womb, gripping his brother's foot. Heel. Want to be first. So suddenly, Nathaniel understands why Jesus is speaking about the purity and the, trans- the, tr- the transparency of his spirit. He's a genuine, open, hungry, thirsty man who was come face to face with Christ? Hallelujah. And there's another connection, because can you remember, it wasn't until the last days of Jacob's life when he was resting on the rod the word that God changed his name to Israel, Prince, with God. Here is a true. Israelite. Prince with God. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Suddenly, Nathaniel realized heaven was open and standing there before him was the gate, the door, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. So my friend, Wouldn't it be wonderful over tonight and tomorrow that this incredible treasure of transparency and openness before God comes in our hearts. Let this treasure be in our hearts, in our mind and our motivation. So turn to your neighbor, wake them up and say, there is treasure in you. Secondly, I'm doing well. I'm at the second point and it's only, is it 8.30? God, the band was on a long time, weren't they? <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> that's not a pop at you. That, that, that's a comedy moment. Okay, you know, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> oh. Woo! <laughs> I've got a refusal going over here. On the... <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Friend, the secret treasure, hidden treasure for you to discover and this is to do with God searching us and us searching after him to know the deeper things of God we will never know the deeper fathoms of the Lord without deeper searching and that will take time in a place alone with him I, I, I don't know if you know this but I love to swim really I, I'm a very fit guy for 61 <laughs> and and. Um, When I was a boy, I I lived in Scarborough, which is on the east coast in North Yorkshire. And in Scarborough, there was uh, two swimming pools. There was one on the North Bay and there was one on the South Bay. Well, most of the time I used to go to the North Bay and that was beautiful. And there was lots of gorgeous girls that used to go to the North Bay and there was a lot of attraction for a young fella. So, but the South Bay was a different story. That that was a seawater pool no heating and I'm talking North Sea and in that pool the deepest point was 15 foot and I used to swim right to the bottom of the 15 foot and come along the bottom it was dark down there actually and uh... And then you used to have to time it so you could come to the surface. And there's been a few times when I thought, I'm never going to make this, (laughs) and I'm breathing out. (laughs) But what I discovered is, there's a natural buoyancy that keeps you at the surface. In fact, you have to press down to be able to get to 15 foot. You have to push down hard, press down hard, to get to 15 foot and they discovered this in the same thing in the realm of the spirit there will be a necessity for you to press down deeper than you are right now and for me and that will take effort energy and drive it will take discipline in your life for example this morning knowing I was coming here I've been up since four o'clock and I said to Paul, I don't know whether I'm going to make this. I need a kit this afternoon. <laughs> Honestly, well, I had 10 minutes and then I'm champing at the bit, glory to God. And the discipline, you know, a lot of people don't understand what it takes. To stand, I don't mean this with any arrogance because many, many mighty warriors in God are structuring life in that way. All I'm, I'm saying it to you is that there will be a need for you to break through the surface things to press down to the deeper things. And it takes getting along with God, allowing Him to look deep into our spirit, our mind, and understanding as we allow the Word to work in us. Amen. Standing on the same site where that pool was, which it doesn't exist today, I wonder why. And on the same site now, they've they've concreted it over because they're not as tough as they were in our day, Clifford. You know, uh, and and there's a viewing area. <laughs> they've made a viewing area. You can survey out to the sea and the cliffs. It's beautiful, and and there's a sundial and, and everything. And and there's a uh, it's a, one of those areas that's like a monument marked out you can see landmarks and from that standing position you can also have a lines that lead to roughly where historic shipwrecks happened in, in the sea I've discovered something when it comes to observations in the things of the spirit if you go by your own feelings you'll be looking at historic shipwrecks But if you come to the two things you will see accurately in the Spirit, the Word of God and the Holy Ghost. Those two ingredients, if you sit alone with God, pin your boots to the floor, sit alone with God, open the Word, and get beyond the surface. Ask the right questions of that Word and say, why was God speaking in this way why was this man or this person encountering god what happened asking the right questions of god he will reveal it to you and show you many things these are the two measuring guides that will reveal truth and the deeper things of god hallelujah he'll break through the surface and it'll come through to you. Now I'm not referring to self-evaluation. You know, in the workplace now, I'm sure you, you're many have sat there and you've had your evaluation and they've told you all the painful things about you, and why you're no good and you're not measuring up and you know, right next year, we need to set you some new targets, okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, how are your targets doing? well you know when it comes to god you can stuff the targets hallelujah (laughs) glory to god you say pastor you know this stuff yes of course i do because we have to live in the real world but here it is in the kingdom this is the other way on so you're not analyzing yourself when you're in the presence of god you're allowing the spirit to bring you illumination Hallelujah. There's a vast difference. Self-evaluation will make you feel smaller and it, it you will just bring a wrong judgment about yourself you will you will focus on the weaknesses and the failings rather than on the transformation that God will bring hallelujah. hallelujah so this is about the working of God's mercy the working of God's grace the working of God's love the deepening of his of his revelation the knowledge of God the wisdom of God faith hope love and an assurance that God is shaping you to be who you are meant to be you will never arrive at that place by self-evaluation only by holy ghost revelation will you come to that place somebody say hallelujah now open your bible with me i'm nearly done i'm nearly done i'm nearly at the end of second point glory to god so open your bible with me let me show you something this is all in one corinthians chapter one an incredible incredible passage of scripture wisdom from the spirit i'm going to bring it so far well let me read from verse 6 we do however speak a message i mean 1 corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 we do however speak a message of wisdom among the mature and not but not the wisdom of this the, the this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing no we speak of god's secret wisdom A wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? And here it is. Look at this. You say, Pastor, I don't know where you're going. God will explain it better. Look at this. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Hallelujah. So God wants you to know and to be taken to the deeper things of God. Not to just constantly lay the foundation of repentance, but to move in and to press in. Hallelujah. And some of us are still battling with issues and mountains and uh, habits and things that are controlling, and worries, anxieties. But if we break through the surface, hallelujah, if we press down deep into the places where God wants to take us, then I want to tell you we will grow in the knowledge of God and the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. You know, self-analysis and evaluations by somebody else will always evaluate the soul. They can't evaluate the spirit because they've no knowledge of the spirit. Only the spirit within that man has the knowledge of where he's at. And you know where you are tonight. Near to God, far from God, prodigal, wounded, broken, bound. You say, "Well, pastor, I've sing all the songs. I don't care how many songs you sing." There's a deeper place for us to come. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given to us. Hallelujah. I'm pausing a moment because the spirit of God is speaking to me. And I believe he wants me to say to someone or maybe more people in this room, you have been so harsh on yourself. You've allowed seeds of the enemy to be planted and how you think about yourself is not how God sees you at all. You look in the mirror and you don't like what you see and yet you are beautiful and crafted by the master's hand. Hallelujah. And the master says tonight, stop. Because you are in self-destruct mode. The Lord says, I love you and you are the treasure and I've hidden you in my heart rest rest in his hand stop the toiling and the striving and the struggling and the scheming and the manipulations and just allow God to minister in the depth of your soul and your inner being to make you whole Hallelujah. Salvation means wholeness. Hallelujah. He has declared you whole under the authority of his word. Amen. Glory to God. Don't expect people to understand you (laughs) as a spiritual person if they don't know Christ you will come over really weird you will be unusual I mean you are seriously unique hallelujah get comfortable with that friend you know a a, a lot of people in church life pastors and leaders from different streams they might not like the way we do things but we're not really bothered. Because as long as we are submitting to Christ, you know, it's your personality that he takes hold of. Don't force yourself into being like somebody else. Allow God to cause you to blossom. Hallelujah. Just come alive as the person you're meant to be. Amen. Not through self promotion, but the freedom of God. Hallelujah. I love the freedom of God. Amen. Amen. I love the freedom of expression that God brings to you by his spirit. Amen? Amen. So turn to your neighbor and say, you're allowed to be as crazy as you want to be. And, 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 and God, I, God, God loves that. You know, I just think He loves that. He, I mean, he, God is a creative God. And you're sitting looking at me, if you've met me for the first time, thinking, you are seriously crazy, man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's wonderful. Blessing. Yeah. Precious Savior. Somebody might say, Pastor Paul, you know, I don't have that zeal, that spark, that, that Holy Ghost awareness that you carry and that you speak of. There's no shortcuts. Digging deep. The sacrifice will be worth it. Amen? Amen? The pathway that Christ walked was not covered with glitter and gold. It was also mountains, valleys, and he faced every type of spiritual enemy on our behalf. Just like we walk through times of trials and sometimes we feel it's dark shadows. And there's the occasional shot of Holy Ghost light that comes through and we build on that. Keep pressing in. You know a pearl is formed by a parasite coming into the shell of an oyster. And the parasite is an irritant. It irritates. There might be things that are irritating in your life. And we think, take it away, take it away, take it away, Lord. Deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. But what the oyster does is it releases a liquid and covers itself for protection. And the irritant's still there. And it does it again. And it does it again. And layer upon layer upon layer. Until a pearl is produced. And I find God often works the same way. Irritants. Issues, mountains, and eventually the pearl of greatest price is produced, and we discover the treasure of God in our hearts. And sometimes the very things that we are saying, Lord, remove, God says, not yet, or actually. I'm working my purpose in you through it. We don't it because the message of faith tells us, oh, hang on a minute, I rebuke it. But sometimes God says no, or not yet, until the pearl is produced. I have been in love with my wife since I saw her across a crowded church and I thought I had a depth of love for her even then and then children come and years pass you lose your hair (laughs) grandchildren come along And life with all its pressures and ups and downs happens. Can't say I've never let her down, I have. I think in some areas I haven't measured up. And sometimes I've gone to her and I've said, would you forgive me? I could have got that better. I've gone to every one of my children and I've knelt with them and I've wept and I've said, I'm sorry, I haven't been the best dad I could have been. Every one of my children flung their arms around me and said, we've had the best dad in the world. And my wife flung her arms around me and said, I love you more than I ever did. And I want to tell you right now Not only am I in love with my wife, I love her at an indescribable depth. Whenever I leave her, I'm desperate to get home. You say, why are you telling us this, Paul? It's about intimacy. Transparency enables you to see. And when there is clear communication then communication at that level will deepen love. Hallelujah. And even though my wife and I look at each other and we think, the years have passed, we look at each other with a love that cannot be compared with anything we've known before. Wow. I bet you'd love to meet my wife, wouldn't you? More time, more sacrifice, communicating, digging deeper in marriage. It's a reflection of what we're being prepared for. Just last week, I was involved in the burial, the service and burial of my uncle, Bob Keir. If you've saw him You've seen me. <laughs> and uh, a real character. We Two weeks previous, we'd celebrated his 80th birthday. And if ever I could look at a man and see Jesus, it was him. He was like a father to me. He went to sleep, and he, my auntie told me, Most of the time, he went to sleep on his hand. My sister sleeps like that as well. Isn't it funny how things like that run in the family? And she woke in the morning to find him still laid on his hand. We knew he'd finished the race and God He just slept his way into glory. Isn't that a lovely way to go, hallelujah. No sickness, pain or anything. Just finish the race and finish the course. On his 80th birthday, he stood. None of this is in my notes, Paul. He stood with the last family gathering. Didn't make a big long speech. He didn't need to say hello. With tears in his eyes, he said, there's gonna be another banquet, because we'd had a lovely meal together. There's going to be another banquet. And he said, I don't want anybody to be missing. I want to see every one of you there. I stood before a church of 500 people at his funeral, people from all over the world, incredible ministry. And I repeated those words. Isn't it wonderful? But we only get so long. And I don't want any one of us to be missing. But not only that. Wouldn't it be awful to come before Christ and realize the depth and the insight. Now listen, the knowledge that we will have whilst in the flesh of Jesus is nothing in comparison with what there is yet to discover when we see him face to face. But it would be awful to go through life and see him and for us to say, well, I knew a little bit, but not a lot. And I know when we see him, we'll know and we won't have that understanding but I use it as an example to say Lord let the pearl of Christ be formed in me listen to this it's old words the road is rough I said it is uphill all the way No flowers but thorns instead and the skies overhead are gray. But one took my hand at the entrance dim and sweet is the road that I walk with him. The cross is too great, I cried, more than the back and bear, so rough and heavy and wide and nobody near to care. And one stooped softly and touched my hand. No, I care and understand. Then why do we fret and cry? Cross bearers all we go. But the road ends by and by in the dearest place. We know. And every step in the journey we may take in the Lord's own company. You can walk your journey. Nobody else can walk it for you. And there's a secret hidden treasure of God for you to discover. So there's treasure in you. There's treasure for you. But there's also treasure to come from you. Hallelujah. You are carrying so much treasure. There is hidden treasure to come from you. Do you realize that Nathaniel is not mentioned in any of the other gospels? He's only mentioned in John. Now now some think that actually Matthew... And Nathaniel are the same person because their names both mean the same thing. It means gift from God. Sometimes people have said, well I think it's Bartholomew because really Bartholomew is a second name. It means son of Tholmai. Does it matter? What matters is that Jesus saw something in this man that enabled him to say greater things will come hallelujah i want to stand with you at the beginning of this weekend and speak over your life and say greater things will come greater things will come what enabled god to say it firstly he could see a true israelite a man whose heart was cleansed from pride and prejudice. He heard his open confession of Christ. Nathanael knew that Jesus was the one who would satisfy the longing of his heart. He was the one Nathaniel had been searching for and waiting for. So my friend, the treasure came through. The treasure will come through in you. Let's ensure that our motives are pure that our heart is in the right place and let's ensure especially over this weekend that we are truly seeking and searching God for God with all of our hearts I'm gonna close by reading Psalm 4 answer me when I call to you O my righteous God give me relief from my distress be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O oh men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Sela. Think about that then. Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself, and the Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Think about that. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord make me dwell in safety there's a secret place years ago we used to sing a beautiful song there's a secret hiding place near Jesus' side it says shelter from all harm near Jesus side, hallelujah, hallelujah, let's quietly stand. Father, forgive us when we have filled our lives with things that distract us, things that ensnare us, things that keep us away from you. Father, would you, by your Spirit, move in us so that we, with pure heart, and mind would run after you and seek you lord may we search for you like hidden treasure in the name of jesus amen thank you for listening to this podcast